Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. One down, 81 to go. The Jazz win their season opener last night. They beat Oklahoma City. That's a massive, massive rebuilding project city with the Thunder. They got a couple nice players, and they got a lot of question marks and a lot of work to do. We'll get to the best of the Jazz postgame show coming up. Also, we'll get to the Cougars after back-to-back losses. They need a win. They need to beat Washington State. We're going to hear from Aaron Roderick coming up in just a few minutes. But we're going to start with the Utes who also had back-to-back losses this year, needed a win when they played Washington State, got it. It was ugly, but they got it. Subsequently, they looked better. Looked better against USC. Got a nice win there. Beat Arizona State with a great second half. So now they're 3-0. and Can they get to 4-0? and Can they beat one of the co-leaders in the North, Oregon State? Kyle Whittingham, meeting with the media after practice on Tuesday. Final chance we get to talk to him as the youth gear up for that game at Oregon State. Here's Kyle Whittingham. First off, what is your reaction to, to Nick Rolovich out, out of Washington State? I think Nick Rolovich is one heck of a football coach. I don't know any of the details or really what's transpired. Uh, I just know he's a great coach, and and uh, I hope uh, things work out for him in the end. How, how hard is it for, you know, especially when, when four other staff members along with him are out in the middle of the season when, when you have to get, get ready? How hard is that? Never experienced it, so I couldn't tell you. But it's at first blush, it seems like it'd be very difficult. Uh, is there anything you can bring from from that last game that you played with Oregon State, or is that so far removed and different personnel stuff? So far removed that uh, it's not really a factor. Of course, we watch it. Schemes haven't changed a ton on either side, but uh, a lot of a lot of different players, new faces. What do you think it is about Jonathan Smith that's gotten that program doing so well? He's a good coach. He's got a great grasp of uh, of uh, particularly offensive football, football in general particularly on offense. They've recruited the right way. They've brought in uh, the roster has been upgraded. And uh, they're believing. They play hard. And their offense is physical. They, they're the most physical run game that we'll have faced to this point. I mean, they, they're doing a great job running the football. And at this point, I mean, what's the message to the team knowing that obviously everything's still for your taking? But... Yeah, we're, we're in good position, but it doesn't, you know, it's you can't worry about that because, you know, you got, you know, two-thirds of the Pac-12 season left. So it's way too early to start. Uh, well, you never want to speculate and get ahead of yourself. But, but all we got to do is focus on these guys and try to go to Corvallis and get a win. That's our whole objective. What do you like out of your guys in practice this week? Like same thing. Couple days in. Same thing I've liked the last three weeks. A lot of energy, a lot of juice. Uh, there's a very positive vibe on this team right now. What has led to that, to that positive juice vibe? Ah, uh, you know what? That's a good question. It just kind of has uh, evolved, and and we've started to get some momentum. Of course, winning adds to that. And when you win, you gain more confidence, and and uh, it, it just has kind of a snowball effect. So. Do you feel like maybe the, the players have like a whole new you know energy after you guys coming off of the ascending state and, and, and going into con- in, into conference? Well, we were, we were never a team that was uh, practicing bad or having uh, you know no juice. We've always you know, there's always been a good a good amount of energy on the team, but it's just been enhanced and and uh, just the overall feel has been uh, that of a lot of confidence and positivity. What do you think is the most underrated aspect of your team this year? Underrated aspect of our team? That's a good question. Uh, 
I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a while. I can't give you an answer just right off the top of my head. There is Kyle Whittingham. When we come back, BYU's offensive coordinator, Aaron Roderick. Got to get the run game untracked. We will hear from Aaron coming up. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It's another Pac-12 road trip for Utah as Kyle Whittingham and the Utes head to the Pacific Northwest to battle Oregon State in Corvallis. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4.30 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time now to hear from BYU Offensive Coordinator Aaron Roderick. A lot has been made of the fact that Baylor ran for 303 yards, and certainly that was a problem. But here's another problem. Tyler Algier only ran for 33 yards on 15 carries at Baylor. Not nearly good enough. They need a much better run game. Aaron Roderick on BYU trying to snap this two-game losing streak and beat Washington State. Here's the Cougars Offensive Coordinator. What did you feel like you learned from last week? Um, well, I learned that Baylor's a really good team. <laughs> um, they, it's a good football team. That's by far the most efficient and uh, complete team that we've played this year. They were good. And we, uh, we did a lot of good things. We were really explosive on offense in, in a lot of areas of the game. Uh, so sort of found out some things about, about that. But um, also had a, some critical errors that uh, – that were tough to overcome and particularly um, got, we got sacked in the first half. We got sacked. It was actually, wasn't a sack. It was a, it was a quarterback draw with an RPO. It looked like a sack on a pass play that made a field goal uh, difficult, more difficult. We lost some yards and missed the field goal. And uh, that was an unfortunate play. Cause we were, we were actually playing for a fourth down on that. It was, it was, I think third and seven and, we called the draw play with the RPO, thinking if we complete the RPO, we're going to get a first down. If we uh, run the draw, we might make a first down, but at least put ourselves in position to go for it on fourth. And we didn't uh, execute the play well enough and actually lost some yards. And so that was a really unfortunate play. It cost us points, probably. Uh, you, you never know for sure if we make the field goal, but it, it would have been an easier field goal or perhaps a first down with a chance to keep going. And then... Uh, the sack fumble was a really unfortunate play as well. Uh, you know, it just wasn't even a blitz. We just didn't execute on that as well. And we're right there in scoring range with chance to either kick a field goal if we don't convert or new set of downs in the red zone. And, and uh, instead we turned the ball over and they, they end up getting points. So I, those two plays have been haunting me all week. And uh, so we learned something on those two plays. And then we also learned that we can really throw the ball down the field when we, when we need to. And uh, I don't think anybody's throwing the ball on that defense like that in a couple of years. As you're talking about that, I was curious about, you know, as you look at the run pass balance, you use the run to set up the pass, sometimes you use a pass to set up the run. How do you kind of evaluate that? And, and, you know, is it different for each game depending on what defenses are going to try and do against you? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, you know, it was tough sledding early in the game. We knew it was going to be hard to run the ball. There was, it was, I mean, it's, it's been tough to run against them. We, and we, and we had a couple of O linemen out, so we knew 
plus Mason Wake is, you know, he was back, but he's, he wasn't close to hundred percent and he's practically, he's practically our sixth lineman. And, uh, so we knew it was going to not, you know, we knew it was gonna be difficult to run. Um, it turned out to be turned, turned out to be a little more difficult than we had hoped. And then, uh, but then the way the game was going, you know, we, we were playing from behind and we'd score and then they would answer. And so it was kind of like, you know, uh, not a great situation to, to spend a lot of snaps solving our run game problems. You know, like we had some games earlier this year where a good portion of the third and fourth quarter was running the football and us finding some answers. And, you know, the Utah State game comes to mind, the Utah game, the Arizona State game. Those were games where we ran the heck out of the ball in the fourth quarter. And a good portion of the third quarter was figuring out some things that, that, uh, you know, it, it takes a few snaps or maybe a couple of series of, hey, they're doing this. Okay, what's our adjustment to that? This game, there wasn't enough snaps to do that, and we were playing from behind, so we had to throw. So I think we could have figured out the run game. Uh, it, had we had a little bit different circumstances, I think we would have been able to get it going. But uh, the game didn't really – it didn't call for that. We had to throw, and and I thought we threw it well. We just – like I said, I'm, those two those two critical plays I mentioned really to me that offensively the game hinged on those two plays. Uh, we we make those two plays, it's a very very different game. Jake and then Norma. Yeah, Aaron, this week a little bit of a unique, I guess, circumstance. I guess we'll call it with the coaching staff up there at Washington State. Seeing about half of their coaches dismissed. What is kind of the overall sentiment from you guys looking ahead to this one? Well, the thing we've been talking to our team about is that um, we played two of our best games last year with close to half our coaching staff not even on the trip. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm like breaking news right now or, or uh, if people were aware of that. But the Boise State game last year, we were missing a good number of coaches, and the Central Florida game, we were missing pretty much our whole offensive staff almost was not there. So um, we, uh, we've, we've, we've. Coach Lamb in particular reminded our whole team of that, that, you know, we played great without coaches last year. It's a player's game. It's a player's game, and these guys are going to be highly motivated and ready to play. Uh, they've got a veteran QB who uh, he's a – you can tell that guy's a great leader. Um, our coaching staff, we all know that kid from recruiting. He's, a, he's an awesome leader. They're going to be ready to play, and I don't think the coaching situation really has an impact on the game at all. You, you kind of mentioned your offensive line where you had the two freshmen on the right side. Is there hope that you get some of those guys back this week, some of the like, guys like Lachance and Tukuafu, or is it too early to tell? Joe's back. Uh, he's, he's back for sure. Harris, there's still a chance. He's doing a little more each day. Not sure if he's going to be ready to play in the game or not, but he, he's out there. He's practicing, which last week he wasn't even practicing, so uh, there's a chance there, but um, Joe's back, and um, you know, and I didn't mean I didn't mean to make it sound like it was those guys' fault, but it, it you know when you get two young players in uh, an environment like that, it was loud. That was a very good defense, and um, it just presented some challenges for us. We had to you know we had to um, work through some things for sure. Norma, go ahead. Hey, coach. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I hope hopefully you can expand. So at the start of the season, you guys kind of lagged those explosive plays and kind of slow to start offensively. You guys seem to have fixed those issues, but now the struggles to sustain drives and to establish the run. So I guess how do you go from 
fixing one problem and then like having to fix another and just like just the way the season rolls out and how these issues always come about through different ways yeah um well we've only had one game where we weren't weren't able to run the ball and that was saturday uh we, we've run the ball well in every other game hasn't hasn't uh it's, it's been always been a strength of ours and it will be again um so i'm not not uh expecting to have those types of issues running the ball again and uh, the explosive plays have picked up a lot. And uh, we, you know, we just need, I think we scored 24 points Saturday with only 55 snaps, you know, and a normal game for us, we've been averaging about 75 snaps a game the last couple of years. So if we get, we get back up there around 75 snaps, we're going to be somewhere, you know, 35 to 40 points. And, and uh, that's the goal. So we uh, we're, we're working on that, but yeah, we're, we, we are improving every week in the passing game. Jaron Hall is playing really, really well. Uh, was really happy with him throwing the ball down the field, made great decisions, was very accurate. And uh, he's, he's super aggressive at finding his guys down the field. And we've obviously got some guys that can go get it. Sean and then Mitch. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, coach, this is probably a really similar question. So you can maybe just say ditto to that last response. Uh, But how much pride does this team take in being able to play physical football and kind of be the, the more physical team as, as it were. And are there things that you can do kind of midweek in between games and practice and stuff to sort of rekindle a physical brand of football? If you feel like you've fallen off at all. Um. Yeah, I mean, just in, just in how you practice and, and, you know, your approach that you take every day. I mean, we are a physical team. We've already proven that uh, in our five wins this year, you know, and in the last two games that we lost, I didn't feel like we didn't play physical on offense. Uh, you know, the the Baylor game in particular, that was a really tough defense. And like I said, the the circumstances of the game, the way the game was going required for us to throw it more. And so... You know, we didn't have, like I said earlier, we didn't have that grace period of, hey, let's, let's this next series, let's establish the run and let's let's figure out some things in the run game. I mean, the clock was bleeding away from us pretty quickly, and we were down by, you know, sometimes one score, sometimes two scores. At a couple points, it was three scores. Like we we couldn't just sit there and like work through our run game issues. <laughs> we had to throw, and so. I, I still like you play that game over again. I think we, we could go back and run that game. We could play that game over again and run the ball. Well, it just, you know, every game is different. And uh, so I expect us to play with a, a lot of physicality and I expect Tyler, Tyler Algier to run hard on Saturday and Peeney as well. And, and we'll be, I expect us to be right back to our old selves. It was, you know, it was a one game hiccup. Coach as uh, you know, with Jaron Hall, it's, it's pretty remarkable to think that he's in his fourth year yet. He's still only got seven starts pretty young in terms of being a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. With, as the weeks go by and with him getting more snaps under his belt, what do you feel is, is emerging as maybe some of the, the best traits of Jaron uh, now that you're getting more, more film on him in actual games? Um, just how, how, how smart he is as a player. He takes great care of the football. He makes great decisions. You know, he's, he's obviously very talented. He's got physical tools that are most players don't have. Um, but it's his, you know, his uh, decision-making, the way he takes care of the football, um, 
He's he's really an accurate thrower, very efficient throwing motion. I mean, there's this there, I could go on and on. He and you know, uh, I don't know if this is how many how much this has been researched, but he's he's playing at a really high level for a guy who you know has played five complete games. Um, you said seven starts, whatever it is, but he's up there right now with some of the best that have played here in that in that amount of time and. Um, and we're seeing growth every game. Like he's getting better every game, and uh, he's nowhere near his ceiling. I, I expect him to keep getting better every week. Um, and you know that that, and I don't mean that. That doesn't necessarily necessarily mean passing yards or anything like that. I just think you're going to keep seeing him grow as a player and do more good things. Uh, you know, more efficiency, more big plays. Just you're going to see him lead our team better each game. The, the more he gets to play and. Um, you know, he hasn't arrived or anything like that, but he's playing at a really high level, and and uh, we're lucky we have him. What What are some of those those metrics that you guys have tracked that that put him among some of the the best to in, in BYU through five starts? Well, just his efficiency. I mean, Saturday we're you know seventy one percent completions at at uh, eleven yards per attempt. I mean, eleven yards per attempt is a lot, and so you're throwing a lot of completions and getting a lot out of those completions, a lot of yardage, and and moving the team. There's a lot of big plays, and you know you make the more big plays you make, the easier it is to score. And and uh, he's making big plays and uh, really driving the ball down the field well for us. And and then his ability to run is just game changer. You know I. I uh, had a, a defensive coordinator from a team that we played this year call me uh, last week, and we not going to say who it is, but we had a conversation about it. He just said, man, it's so scary just knowing that at any moment he can pull the ball and go. And, uh, you know, we – it was uh, – he just said it put him put him uh, on edge the whole game trying to call call the game against us. And so um, that's that's another part of it, I think, that, that you add that into his ability to throw the ball down the field and uh, – you know, we've got a good thing going. We just gotta gotta keep keep building on it and go get a win this week. I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, BYU's actually never been uh, to Pullman, oddly enough. It's the only Pac-12 program that BYU's never played at. You've had a few experiences. What's the, what's the Palouse like uh, from your memories? It's a tough place to play. Every time I've ever been there, the weather was bad. It's rained every time except once. It was snowed uh, the whole game. Uh, John White had a great game running the ball, and it was snowing, and we just uh, – but it's – they got great fans. Their fans are, host, uh, you know, hostile in a good way, like the way you would want your home fans to be. They get after the opposing team. Um, and it's uh, – you know, it's, it's a, not a huge stadium, but it's loud. I remember crowd noise is definitely a factor there. And watching the Stanford game, I watched the TV copy of the Stanford game, and you could tell they were going on a silent cadence, and uh, they had some issues with crowd noise. So – it's a it's it's a hostile environment. I told our players expect it to be a lot like what the Utah State crowd was like, except uh, you know just ramp it up a little bit. You know, this is a big game. They've they've won three in a row and and they're feeling good. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun college football environment. There's BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game show as they win game number one. Stay with us. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU hits the road to Pac-12 country as Kalani Sataki and the Cougars square off against Washington State in Pullman. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 1230 with the postgame show immediately following the game. 
From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz open the season with a win. Well, of course they do. It was Oklahoma City at home. It was a massive mismatch. And the Jazz, a little sloppy, a little ragged at times, which I think when you consider the fact they only played four preseason games and the starters only played two of them, not surprising. It was also more than enough. Whatever their problems, whatever their flaws, whatever their mistakes, and you hear from Quinn Snyder, they passed up open shots and there's some other stuff. They're way better than the Thunder. So the Jazz get win one. Got to keep improving, as Quinn is about to tell you. Here's the best of the Jazz postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. Jazz win last night over the Thunder. 107-86, opening up the season 1-0. Got a great performance from uh, Rudy Gobert, 16 points, 21 boards, had a block shot. We'll hear from him a little bit later. Bogdanovich had 22 points. Donovan Mitchell, 16 points, struggled shooting the ball a little bit, 6 of 17. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 18 coming in off the bench, but the Jazz get the victory. They hold the Oklahoma City Thunder to just 86 points. Let's get you some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. When uh, Derek was pretty certain that he was going to be nervous, coming out with his first game, he had a little Well, so, first, like, we're really excited about Jared. And for a lot of reasons, you guys have asked me more questions about Jared in the preseason than Rudy and Donovan combined. So for a 20 year old kid to come out in an NBA game at that level, like he's going to make some mistakes and there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a learning curve and he's going to make some really good plays and he's going to keep growing and there's no pressure on him to do anything other than play hard and get better. And that's the only lens through which I'm, he's going to watch tape tomorrow. He's going to see things that he can do. He'll keep doing them and he'll keep improving. So um, I know the best thing for Jared was to play in his first NBA game, you know, and, and he's playing with some really good guards and he'll have an opportunity to make plays and play defense and do lots of good stuff. So I'm excited about where he's going. Um, and we're evaluating our team, you know, over a long period of time. And individually, we're just trying to get better and we're trying to get better collectively. Better. I thought, you know, I think Giddy um, and Alexander um, both do a really good job of keeping their dribble alive in the paint. And in the first half, uh, in particular, the fact that they they were kicking the ball out meant we were doing a better job containing it. Um, it's hard to keep guys that are that big from getting deep. Um, and, but I thought it put us in closeout situations where it made it harder for us to get to keep the next wave out of the paint. Um, and as the game uh, progressed, um, you know, I thought I thought we improved on that. And I think you know Donovan in particular. You know, I thought there was a real, you know, a real focus on his part to move his feet and use his strength and, you know, stay between his man and the basket. Because everyone was trying to figure themselves out. It's kind of the first year they were together, and then injuries last year. It never felt like Boyan and Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell kind of all were scoring at a high level together. And then Boyan started today really well. What does that mean? 
Um, I, I think there were times we, we found that, you know, I, I think, that, you know, even I'll bring it back to Donovan, you know, he's one of eight in, in the first half, but he just let the game come to him. You know, he found some stuff off the ball, you know, towards a heck of a defender. And there were other guys that, that, that got looks. Um, and then all of a sudden people start playing those guys and, um, you know, other, other opportunities present themselves. So those guys um, being able to play off one another and understand that those things come in, come in waves. And that's just, we're going to read the defense and, and how they play us. And, you know, the right guys, the open guys take the shots. I thought if anything, we were passing up shots early. Um, and that, that, I think that was a function of the first game, just kind of being a little bit hesitant to know that's, that's one we want to take. How do you tell your team, um, you know, just when, when the process is like that, you know, you're getting a foot in the paint, you're kicking, guys are passing up shots and basically doing the same thing over again. I mean, you've had to tell your team before, like, take, the, take the first open look. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always a balance there. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you come in and, um, you can you can overcoach those plays. I think that they're they're always really nuanced when a guy's closing out on you. How open are you? Um, you know, have you missed a couple in a row? Do you want to get a drive? But the overarching thing for us is when we shoot, um, we shoot it well, and there's a good chance that we'll make it. And if we pass up open looks, you know, that usually means the defense is more collapsed, you know, and the probability of us getting the same shot, um, you know, goes down and the probability of us turning the ball over goes up. So that's, you know, there's a lot of reasons for us to take open, open shots. Spoken before about needing to find a balance between some of the things that Rudy wants to try, maybe offensively versus what's good for the rest of the team, but four shooters surrounding him. Do you feel like what he did tonight is kind of a good indication of what he's capable of within the framework of what that is kind of Yeah, I, you know, Rudy's managed to be an all NBA player. Um, an all-star defensive player of the year and he wants to keep getting better and I think you know every team is different and the opportunities that Rudy has offensively you know are usually connected to other guys on the team and um, you know the, the, the more accurate a pass is you know little things him not bringing the ball down um, there's all kinds of little things that make those same plays um, successful or not. And I know his teammates are conscious of it. Um, you know, no different than, like I said, Donovan going one for eight, but not forcing the game. You know, same thing with Rudy, same thing with JC, same thing with Boyan, same thing with Mike. You start going down the line. we got a lot of guys that, um, you know, we want to let the game come to them. And I think it's a credit to that that group, um, you know, those, I probably left someone out, but that, you know, that they did that and they're, they're still willing Joe, you know? So sometimes when you pass up a shot and make an extra pass, like the, the, the spirit of the play is, is what we want. And I don't want to ever kill that. Um, but I also want to encourage him to keep shooting. Do you make of the Hassan's minutes tonight? And I guess how has this been developed in the last couple of weeks? I, I, I think Hassan's gotten more comfortable. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd say, um, you know, you could feel him in the game tonight when he came in. 
um, you know, like Jared, those guys, it's just, it, there's a, there's a learning curve that takes place. And, you know, I'm excited about all those guys and, and what they're doing and not really evaluating them um, on the stat sheet, um, but on, you know, the way that they're trying to play right now. And I thought, you know, in Hassan's case, did some really, really good things, particularly in pick and roll, just getting a little more connected with some of the guys, um, some of the ball handlers and getting out and getting them some shots. So uh, good night for Hassan. Class session, three-point shooting started out a little slower, but then by the end of the game, the numbers look good. Yeah, we, I think we, we took, I think, seven early. Um, the challenge is if you're not making them to keep shooting and um, it's just human nature that you're going to hesitate. And that's where I think a, the collective mindset really helps. Um, you know, with if Joe hasn't hit one, it passes one up, you know, Donovan's telling him, shoot it. Um, you know, and I, I think that's, that's contagious where it's just something that, that we want to emphasize. And I, I thought some of the good, we were getting a lot of catch and shoot threes, um, which, which is always good. Um, and that's where I thought Donovan was really good tonight, just making sure he was spaced off the ball because he is such a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. There's Coach Quinn Snyder. His team wins 107-86 last night over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's now get to the players. Let's start things off with Boyan Bogdanovich. He's in with a good rhythm like that. I mean, it's it's great to get a get a first W to start a, start a season on, on the right way. I think our defense was 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 pretty good. Pick and roll, pick and roll defense. Especially did a great job on on on, on primary ball handlers from uh, from from their team. And, and like I said, it's just just great to to, to get a first first win of the season. What do you guys do against SGA and, and particularly? I mean, you know, there were games last year where you kind of took took over games against you guys. It wasn't that much blowback. I mean, even even Dort had a forty two on us on us last game. They're kind of pretty pretty big point guards and and, and the ball handlers. So so we really did a great job containing the containing the ball. Like I said, pick and roll defense was good, but they are they are great great also on 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 one on one. So we are. We were trying just to to make to to force them to take to take tough shots, and then we did a pretty good job. You're talking training camp about trying to really establish a rhythm, just overcoming the shoulder and the hand and the wrist up. Do you feel like you're able to do that tonight? I mean, I start I start kind of pretty pretty bad as a team. We sh- we shot like less than less than thirty percent from a from a three. <laughs> And we had uh, only 18, uh, 18 assists, but we were moving the ball ball pretty well. But we couldn't couldn't hit any any shot. But uh, but overall overall great great game both both defensively and, and offensively. You you had a different player step up for you guys to kind of fuel the offense in each quarter. Was that say about kind of the diversity of, of scoring that you have on this roster? I mean, our our benches. We got like like five five guys that they can be starters in, in mostly of the of the team in NBA. So our our bench is it's our probably biggest strength. And uh, and like whenever they get in, we got a we are in 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 big plus. Did you guys talk about it as a team, like what you wanted to establish tonight, what tone you want to set tonight, or how do you go about starting the season? 
I mean, our our philosophy is to play to play great defense and then try to try to get a more more easy easy shot and, and and an easy layup. We had a we had a bunch of threes tonight, but we we couldn't hit any. But uh, like I said, our defense was was pretty pretty solid and and that's the best part of of this game. <laughs> There's Bogdanovich, 22 points, 10 of 17, shooting 2 of 6 from 3 and played very aggressively on both sides of the ball, did Boyan. Let's now let you hear from Rudy Gobert. I mean, we want to, you know, you can't control if you're going to make shots or not, but we can control how you're going to play defense. And uh, I think if we control what we can control every night and focus on that, uh, we're going to win a lot of games, you know, and... uh, and even the games when you don't make shots, you know, we're going to be able to win. So it's, uh, you know, that's why it's who we are and it's who we want to be. Tico Boyer, what's been, have you guys like kind of focused on anything differently in terms of what you want to do differently defensively or what you want to prove on defensively? And if so, how did how did you fare with that tonight? I think every game is an opportunity for us to to keep finding our identity, you know, keep, I mean, obviously we, we want to be a defensive team, but keep uh, working on the things that we know uh, is going to make us a better team. And it's the one-on-one defense, you know, from one to five, uh, the containment, you know, and the communication as a team to help each other out. You know, it's not about just leaving the guy on the island, but the, all, all, the, all the four guys got to talk to him and, uh, you know, uh, make him know that he got a guard. And, and if, he, if he does get beat, because it's going to happen a lot. We're going to have each other's back. When it comes to that perimeter defense, do you feel like there was, I guess, a more, more of an urgency and more of an effort from those guys? I think uh, I can feel that. You know, I can feel that when he, when we get beat once, you know, uh, right away, it's not it's not a habit. You know, it's it's not something that, you know, when, when you use uh, not being good, like it happens one time, twice, three times, and we just keep playing. Now it happens once, and you can feel that, you know, uh, the guys that we hold each other accountable and whoever gets beat, uh, you know, is the next possession is, is, is twice as good, you know? So it's, uh, I think that's the mark of the great, the great teams. And, uh, if we can do that consistently, we'd be in a good shape. How much is this a focus for you guys in relation to which are ultimate goals for the season? I mean, we know that, uh, if you want to be a great team, uh, it starts there. And we know that, uh, even if we don't have a lot of weaknesses, uh, teams are always going to try to find and, uh, and take advantage of those weaknesses, and especially in the playoffs. You know, in regular season, it's, it's not the same, but in the playoffs, teams are going to try some things, and if it works, they're going to keep going and keep going. So if you don't have any weaknesses, uh, it makes it a little harder on the other team. What was working for you individually offensively? Uh, I just try to be aggressive, try to get my teammates open and, and try to uh, finish, you know, put a lot of pressure on the, on the, on the, on the rim. And, uh, you know, uh, they did a great job finding me early on. And, and in the second half, you know, we, they collapsed even more. So we got a lot of open threes. And, uh, you know, that's why we, we are not easy to guard. It's because when we... When we don't make the shots, you know, we, we we keep attacking the rim. We keep, obviously, when we attack the rim, we find those open shots. But we also uh, have a lot some bigs that can uh, punish inside and put a lot of pressure on the rim. And also, we can pass. So, you know, we're about to find the, the guys on the perimeter. And if they don't collapse, we know that it's going to be a foul or, or a basket. 
Where has your office game developed in the last couple of years? Where have you seen your Uh I mean, I'm feeling more and more comfortable. You know, I've been putting a lot of work, and uh, it's exciting to know that, uh, you know, it's not even – I haven't even scratched, you know, uh, what I can do offensively. So, you know, I don't want to uh, – I kind of want, I want to keep the fun, you know. I don't want to show everything right away. So, but uh, no, seriously, I mean, uh, I'll just try to take it one step at a time, and you know, and uh, keep doing it in the uh, in the system, you know, uh, uh, and uh, keep doing it in a way that it's impacting us and uh, impacting the team in a winning way, in a positive way. Hassan has mentioned to us a few times that it's you know a process for him, kind of developing chemistry with the various guys on both ends. What did you see out of him tonight? I mean, he's, he's about to impact the game uh, as soon as he steps on the court. So it's uh, it's a luxury, and uh, you know when he keeps uh, when he doesn't get frustrated, you know sometimes it's not easy to come in and and uh, we ask you to do all these things, run hard to to protect the rim, to uh, set screens and stuff. But I I try to tell him that you know sometimes. He's not going to get a shot for eight minutes. Uh, we, we try to make sure it doesn't happen, but sometimes it might happen. And uh, we got to keep our heads. You know, we got to keep his head. And I've worked on that over the last few years, so I know how hard it is, but at the same time, how good it is for the team when uh, everyone is able to uh, put their ego, their ego aside and, and do what's best for the team. And then it's on, obviously it's on, it's on us to have each other's back and try to realize that, if, okay, if Hassan didn't get didn't get the ball for five minutes, we should, you know, call a play for him or get him the ball, you know. And that's what, you know, a mature teams are able to do. I mean, some guys, uh, there's some guys that look, that look good on, on, on that. Are you one of those guys? Yeah, I think so. I, li- I like that photo. There's Rudy, 16 points, 21 rebounds, and a block shot. Monster game from Rudy Gobert. Did all that in just 29 minutes. Let's now wrap up the player sound here and from Donovan Mitchell. I'm actually being this serious. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't. Yeah, in college, I just couldn't. Really? I don't like touching my eye. Okay. So even if I was able to put him in, which it took me two and a half hours to put one in, <laughs> I was like, getting them out is going to be uh, probably just sleeping them and then get irritated. And there was a whole process. So I just. I, that's what everybody's saying. They said I should try the goggles out. So from now on, I'm just going <laughs> to. No, no, no. So from now, I'm just going to keep guessing on which hoop I'm shooting at. And exactly. Just, you know. And we'll, we'll get we'll get there, but right, right now right now it seems to be all right. So we'll we'll, we'll keep going through. Um, <laughs> that's how we started. Yeah. Sorry. What was what was your uh, focus defensively on Dort? Considering the last time that you yeah yeah he gave y'all forty two yeah yeah me uh, forty two take that one. So for me, I think the biggest thing was just making it tough. Obviously, Shea wasn't playing that game. You know, for me, just being able to just set an example defensively. I told you all that after the last preseason game. Uh, okay, a bunch of good challenges early, you know, towards an attack mode, and you got everybody healed, screen, so it's different type of people you're guarding. And then the game after that, you got to defend Jokic's action. So, you know, it's good challenge stuff to bet, and that's that's pretty much what I what I 
put my mind to, you know, just being able to kind of set a tone defensively and uh, the shots and the shots or whatever, they'll, they'll fall. I'm not too worried about that, but, you know, being able to set that tone, I think for me was, was the biggest thing and just being able to guard, just keep them in front, nothing, no hero play. You don't need to get a steal and do all that, but just kind of keep the man in front because that was the emphasis, you know, with us, you know, the way we lost last year. And obviously, you know, you can say we were hurt or whatever, but, you know, being able to keep guys in front, I think we all collectively did a good job of that tonight. Early in your career, these could have turned into like a two for 20 night. You had a couple of those as you're a rookie. Are you just better now? Or are you doing something different? What's happening? Well, first, I got to credit the, the guys around me. Um, you know, you don't feel like you kind of have to go out there. And like, like you know, my first year was kind of, my first two years especially, was kind of like, you know, we weren't supposed to be who we were. And then it just happened. And then I'm figuring stuff out on the fly. And then, you know, the next year is the same thing. So a lot of it now is just getting comfortable understanding. Like I said, you know, shot, what is it? Six or 17, but I'm not mad at the looks I got. Maybe one or two, you know, it's like you said, it's could easily been a seven for 20, but there's no need, you know, I was making the right plays, making the right reads. And, you know, I'm not really pressed about it. You know, I think maybe my first years, you, you, you get consumed with the, like, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be, gotta be, you know, and now it's kind of like, no, I, we're good defense, lock up, make the right plays, make the right passes, and, you know, we could be good with that. And I am. You know, maybe a combination of, like you said, the players around you or just maturity and kind of growing. Because, you know, Ben complimented earlier about the fact that you were able to let the game come to you and force it. Is that the team that's around you, maturity, or kind of combination? I think, both, I think you know, for sure, I've got to give credit to my teammates for first and foremost, <clears throat> I think. But also, you know, it's just like I said, it's, it's, it's me growing, understanding that, you know, you don't have to just go get it in every, every, uh, Every chance you, you can, you know, understand letting the game come to you. I started off slow. I wasn't mad at any of the, the looks I got. I wasn't, you know, it was just shots that just didn't fall, you know, and they'll fall. Cause I, I take those reps. I take those same shots I missed today are the ones I've practiced a thousand times between the summer and now. So just continue to take those shots. And that's the biggest thing. You know, if you stop shooting them, then it's like, you know, you don't trust the work that you put in. And never that. I think it's just understanding your game and doing other things, you know, offensive rebounding, you know, trying to find guys and assist, create pass ahead, push the pace, you know, little things that uh, ignite the team and, you know, guys around you will, will follow. Rudy had a monster double double tonight, 16 and 21. You know, talk about just, you know, what have you seen from him? Where's his growth been, especially offensively the last couple of years? Yeah, I think, you know, the 21, 21 rebounds is easy. And for me, I, I hold that, I hold him to a higher standard. And we speak about that all the time. I think where I was really happy with him was, you know, the finishing playing through the way he's going to get the rebounds, the way he's going to play through contact. That's what I, that's what I really am happy to see, you know, with him. He had one layup where he, you know, got to back to his old self, but outside of that, he's, he's finishing and he's absorbing the contact, you know, playing through that. Cause they're a team that as soon as the big gets it, you know, they're trying to foul and he's going to have to play through that. And he did it. He did it in preseason. He's doing it in training camp, doing it now. And I think that's the level that we're, we're seeing out of him offensively. That's, um, that's what I was most impressed with, you know, him sealing in the paint. I threw it to him, door gets a foul. Like when we see that in the playoffs, it's going to be something similar. So, you know, for me, like that's, that's one thing that I think stands out, especially when you bring up the offensive end, you know, we all know what he does defensively. Um, that's easy, you know, for him to come second nature, but this one is like something he's worked at and you can see it. How do you feel like he almost, I don't guess like a little underrated offensively just because he's got his reputation. It's like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think when also like 
when you're so good at something, like they want to just focus solely on that. You know, I think that's one thing. He's so good at like being a defensive force that people sometimes don't look at the other side because it's like, man, you know, you're so consumed with what he does defensively. But, you know, people don't understand like the threes we get are a product of him rolling. You know, we're teaching us on that as well. You know, we're being able to the, the rim rolls, being able to throw it up there, catching the lobs. Like he's, he's worked at it, you know, especially since my, in my five years and you guys have seen him longer than I have. Um, but, you know, tonight and throughout the preseason through training camp, the biggest thing we're seeing is catching and finishing, playing through contact. That's where I'm saying like, okay, he's, he's taking that step, you know, and I think we, we saw that tonight and what do you go? Six and nine, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it. And he saw it tonight and he'll do it again and again. But the biggest thing is being able to do that consistently, you know, and I'm, like I said, I hold him to a higher standard, just like he holds himself to a higher standard. So that's a good job, but we need to see it again Friday. And the same thing he'll say to me, and that's how we keep bettering ourselves as teammates. That step that maybe, you know, you talked about the coach talked about or he kind of understand that step he needed to make and that's what he did. I think it was something that we, we spoke about, but you know, a lot of it with Rudy is he he goes out there and he he you know, he knows, you know, what he needs to work on and get better. And I think, you know, he 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 puts a lot of pressure on himself for being able to do certain things and for myself it's just like, look, bro, Go ahead and do it and work at it. You saw, like, so you saw what you, uh, like, I do the same thing on, on my offensive games. I put a lot of pressure on myself, and that's why we, you know, get paid the way we do because we have, we're held to a higher standard, you know what I mean? And I think we both understand that, and I think that's what plays into why, you know, we've gotten better each year. And this and what you're seeing now, with especially with him catching and finishing, I think is huge. On how is he progressing when it comes to rolling and kind of kicking it out and everything? He's doing well. I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to go from, Portland, when you got a guy like Dame and CJ, you know, where you're supposed to set a screen and stay there because Dame's shooting from half court. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then you come here where it's like the role is such a big part of our offense. And then also, not only is it a role, it's sometimes you're faking a pick and roll to go set a wide screen, a wide pin down. Sometimes you're doing all these different things. So as a big, for him to be able to pick it up the way he has quick and, and fast in a hurry, like it's it's impressive. And he's there's gonna be there's gonna be times where he's gonna figure stuff out, you know, but he's he's getting better at it as the as especially what we what we've seen in practice. You know, may not have seen him much tonight, but what we've seen in practice, he's doing a lot of really good things. What do you think about your angle? Um not not much, but I mean, it's definitely a, a thing you think about mentally. It wasn't too long ago that that play out there would have probably been bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's definitely something that is still uh, on your on your mind, but it's not like it hurts. There's no pain. It's just like PTSD, I guess you could you could call it. Because I think that's you know, when I talked to you know my my trainer uh, Dave. He said the last piece of it is the mental part. You know, and that's how it was when I broke my wrist in high school. You know, you, you're you're there. You have all full mobility. Everything's fine. You're 100% strength. But now it's like this part, this being able to do that. And I trust in that, you know, and I think that's that just comes with time. And I'd say I'm nervous. I'm not. I'm not very confident in my ankle and my abilities to keep going out there. But it's a process. You know, it's it's something that, you know, it's it, 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 it takes time. And, you know, but I'm, I'm good. you remember how long it took you to kind of get over, get over the wrist? Get over the wrist? Uh, let's see. I heard it May May eighteenth, and I was playing. I'll never forget that by the way, that date. Um, I was back playing in August September um, at an elite camp, and that was probably when I was like, like good, you know, mentally. But this was totally different than than that. But you know, it's it's, it's a process, you know, and I think that's the bit beauty of it is it's changed my game you know, in, in such a great way for my personal opinion, being able to stay grounded and just move differently. So I'm not just jumping, 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 jumping. Like I'm able to do different things and it's, it's good. And I'm also being able to slide my feet defensively. You know, that's what I'm 
most happy about. Thank you, guys. I liked it. I, I thought whoever took the picture of me did a good job. I, I looked good. I was appreciative of that. <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think it's dope. You know, a lot of the stuff that they're, they're doing Ryan and Dwayne and, and Ryan, Ryan and Dwayne are doing, I think is, you know, is, is dope. And I think it's something that it's good that, they're doing it now so the fans can see. You know, I think last year was was just us back here in the tunnel and now you have people being able to see it and be a part of an experience. I think that's what's what's cool about it because it makes the fan experience, you know, you know, great. You know, you can see things, you see guys in different elements. You know, you're used to seeing us in the basketball. Now you're seeing us in front of a camera sitting down in, in a different way. Um you got the the lounge and stuff like that, you know. Part of being a, a Mets fan is the fan experience at City Field. We haven't been necessarily great, but the fan experience is great. <laughs> you know, when you go to City Field, and that's one thing I can see in in this, which I think is which is uh, which is pretty dope. There's Donovan Mitchell, sixteen points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals too for Donovan. As uh, you can tell, he's making a concerted effort to play hard out there on the defensive side of the basketball. Jazz win one hundred seven eighty six over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Next up, the Utah Jazz take on the Kings on the road on Friday night. Uh, that game is going to tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on The Zone begins at 7. Coming up next, more DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's the best of the Jazz post-game show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.